16th century depiction of the Last Supper. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But, Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own, they belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. New International Version Grief amongst the disciples. He's leaving? What? Huh? Although Jesus had tried to prepare the disciples for his impending cross and resurrection, they didn't quite catch on. It was in the upper room, in their final meal together, that Jesus made it plain he was leaving, going back to the Father. John 14one 17 There was both confusion and distress amongst the men. Anticipatory grief had suddenly smacked them like a golf club upside the head. Dizzied and dazed with thoughts their Lord would no longer be with them, Jesus then sought to assure them that this would be temporary. He is coming, again. In fact, they will experience more than one. Christ is coming again, and again. Three comings were to be realized. Rising from death and appearing to the disciples. Sending the Spirit as the continuing presence of Christ on earth. Returning at the end of the age to judge the living and the dead. Jesus was caring for His followers, including us, by providing future hope. That is just what happened with the first two comings. Christians everywhere celebrate the rising of Christ from death, His ascension into heaven, and the giving of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. The Christian tradition holds that the Spirit, the Paraclete, Advocate, Comforter, and Counselor, is now presently with us. Although the world no longer sees Jesus, believers see Him with eyes of faith, hope and love. Christians intuitively perceive another spiritual dimension in which Christ is beside them in the person of God's Spirit. Some things can't be intellectually explained. They just are. Meanwhile, while Christians everywhere await the return of Christ to this earth, they are busy loving their Lord through obedience to His commands. And His command is to love one another as He loved them. Love and obedience go hand in hand. To know the love of God in Christ is to willingly give oneself to obey such a merciful being. The Spirit's help. We are not left alone to fumble around on this earth, trying to love in our own strength or ability. The Spirit is present, helping us to do loving work. There is real spiritual assistance in applying Christ's teaching to the practical aspects of life in the here and now. Such constructive down-to-earth support gives Christians a sense of peace and integrity of living. Greater than I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Greater than. Greater than Jesus, John 14:27, NLT. Unlike worldly peace, which typically uses war to try and end war, 
has merely the absence of conflict as its goal. However, the peace of Christ is intensely personal. It is His very own peace. Through Christ's suffering and death, He absorbed in Himself the malice and hatred of others and introduced peace, a new harmony through love. The profound absence of love, the rebellion of humanity against concern for the common good of all, and the shame of selfishness that damns the world is overthrown by the obedience and self-sacrifice of Jesus. The world will learn this, either by discovering the love of Christ now or, at the end of the age, with the return of Christ. Jesus has come, is here, and will come again. These comings are for us and for our deliverance from all that is unjust and broken in this world. We are not alone. There is ever-present help. This is the basis of the Christian's confidence. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful with divine love. Come as the wind that blows, come as the fire that refines, come as the dew that refreshes. Convict, convert and consecrate us until we are wholly yours, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.